0: Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and glad you're joining us again, or welcome if it's the first time. We uh, focus on certain small elements or, or very uh, telescoped elements of jazz history here at the Jazz Focus, and today we're going to be listening to. Uh, Music produced by a trumpet player, a man named Sterling Bowes, over the course of one year, 1935. He was especially busy uh, in 1935 with some very fine recording bands, and we're going to hear some examples of that today. As I usually mention at the beginning of uh, some podcasts, we are looking for some sponsors. If you are interested in sponsoring the Jazz Focus, please... Hit that little button uh, wherever you happen to be listening to us, whether on Anchor.fm or Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, wherever. Uh, we'd love to get some more members of the family. So if you can support us uh, on a one-time basis or a monthly basis, anything would be appreciated to help encourage us keep good jazz on the airwaves. So Sterling Bowes, I uh, decided to do this program because I had uh, done a podcast recently on uh, the Arcadian uh, uh Serenaders who played at the Arcadia Ballroom in St. Louis in the 1920s, and that featured Sterling Bose quite extensively, and. Uh in looking around, I found I had a lot of other recordings of Sterling Bowes. I also took a look at a uh, blog by a friend of mine, Dave Whitney, who used to do a blog called Pete Kelly's Blog, who did a very nice article on Sterling Bowes a number of years ago, and uh, that got me thinking about this particular period in his career. Well, Sterling Bowes was born in 1906 in Florence, Alabama, and uh, early on he found his way to New Orleans, and he enjoyed the music of New Orleans, and jazz music in particular. Uh, he was a white player and uh, played with a number of the white groups in new orleans and actually recorded with the band that became uh, the uh arcadian serenaders it was called the original crescent city jazzers and they recorded in new orleans uh, in 1924. shortly thereafter they went to st louis and took up residence at the arcadia ballroom and made a number of other recordings uh, many of them with sterling pose so after that he uh Took Bix Beiderbecke's place with the Gene Goldkett Band. He had actually played opposite Bix at the ballroom, the Arcadia Ballroom, and was greatly influenced by his playing. And uh, he was playing well enough in that style to replace him with the Goldkett Band, and he started touring with them. Uh, He ended up in New York and spent a good deal of time in New York throughout the 1930s and 40s. He played with a uh, a catalog of big bands. Tommy Dorsey, Joe Hames, Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller's first band, uh, the Bob Zerkey band, Bob Crosby, so on and so forth. Uh, he was not terribly dependable. He was a, a an alcoholic and uh, had issues with uh, uh, a lot of different things and authority I suppose as well. But he was an excellent hot trumpet player, not a flashy trumpet player, which also probably restricted his use in the big band era because trumpet players in, in uh, bands after a certain point were expected to play high notes notes and, and dramatic flourishes and things like that, and that really wasn't what Sterling Bowes was about. He stayed largely in the middle register. Occasionally he'd venture up higher than that, but he uh, uh, was very into punching out a, a very declamatory lead and solos in that style, and we're going to hear quite a few examples of that today. We're going to start with some fairly little-known recordings by Vic Burton and his orchestra. Vic Burton was a drummer who uh, was a child prodigy. He was born in Chicago in 1896. He had a musical family, and he was playing professionally by the time he was seven or eight years old. He was... uh, and considered a virtuoso percussionist, not just drummer, but mallet percussion and uh, all kinds of other things, we'll be hearing him play some timpani on these recordings as well. He lived until 1951. He uh, came to New York, spent a good deal of time in New York in the 1920s. He actually managed uh, the Wolverines, which was Bix Beiderbeck's first notable band. That was when he was still in Chicago. Uh, he played with them a bit and then came to uh, New York, started playing with the various Red Nichols groups as well as in Pitt's uh, Broadway, and vaudeville shows Uh, he had some recording dates of his own and uh, came to be known as uh, one of the first really hot white percussion players in jazz by the late 1920s he'd moved to los angeles he was active in the movie industry he ran the music department for paramount for a little while uh, and he uh, did a good deal of recording out there even played with the los angeles philharmonic Uh, he passed away in 1951 after a uh, a very uh, interesting and, and and accomplished career But in the 1930s, he found himself in New York, and uh, these recordings that we're going to hear today, as I said, were by uh, Vic Burton and his orchestra from 1935, uh, two different sessions. The first one we're going to start with, uh, it has three tunes in it, Jealous, which was a a pop tune from uh, the 1930s. We also have Dardanella, which goes back to about 1920. That was a big hit uh, for Ben Selvin's orchestra, uh, composed by, I think, Lou Fisher. And then, A Smile Will Go a Long, Long Way, which doesn't sound very promising, but is an amazingly hot recording uh, of a tune by Harry Axt. Then we're going to hear two from the second session. That first session was... Uh, February 1st of 1935, and then the second session was March 25th of 1935. We'll tell you the personnel in a minute. And we're going to hear two tunes from that session. We're going to hear Taboo, which had originally been recorded on the first session but rejected, and uh, that was by Will Hudson and uh, Eddie Delange. And that is a tune that I played on a uh, show a while back, uh, the Harry James New Jazz Band Show. That was a feature for his clarinet player, uh, Herb Lorden. And I said on that podcast that I wasn't aware of any other recordings. Well, I eat those words today. This is taboo from the time it was written, although this is spelled T-A-B-O-O, and the Harry James version was T-A-B-U. So that is from that second session. Then we're going to finish up with another tune from that second session called Mary Lou, and that's um, a tune by the bandleader, leader, West Coast band leader Abe Lyman, and Vic Burton had played with Abe Lyman for quite a while, and so he obviously was getting in good with the boss by playing this tune. So the personnel in the first session was Sterling Bowes on trumpet, Al Foster on trombone, Matty Matlock on clarinet. Matty Matlock came to be much better known uh, when he played with the um, Bob Crosby Band. This was just before the Crosby Band uh, got it together. He, uh, Matlock had played with Ben Pollack's band. He'd also recorded with the Clark Randall Band and was doing session work in New York at the time. Irving Brodsky, an interesting piano player. He had been active through the 1920s. He had been instrumental in founding the California Ramblers, a great dance band in the 1920s, and uh, he lived just shy of his 97th birthday. Very very interesting life. Daryl Calker is on guitar, Merrill Klein on bass, Vic Burton on drums, and Spencer Clark is on bass sax. Spencer Clark had played with the California Ramblers. He had replaced Adrian Rolini. When Rolini went to uh, England to play with Fred Elzaldi's band and then after uh, Rolini came back Spencer Clark traded places with him and he went over to England in the late 1920s and played with Ray Ventura and Lud Gluskin among others before coming back to the United States and playing with Fred Waring and briefly singing with the Pied Pipers uh, in their first incarnation uh, with the Tommy Dorsey band and periodically uh, he would come back to music. He did other things in life and uh, he would come back and play uh, in the 20s style on bass sax, there weren't too many other bass sax players at the time on vocals uh, on both of these sessions we will have chick bullock who was one of the most active singers in the 1930s he was a studio singer he never really had a band of his own he did make some recordings on his own but he recorded with everybody else and uh, his voice will be familiar to anyone uh, who's into this style then on the second uh, session we add some musicians louis king garcia and henry levine are on trumpets Pee Wee Russell comes in on tenor sax and clarinet, and Jimmy Granada on clarinet. And I think Maddie Matlock also plays alto sax as well. So those are our personnels for the Vic Burton Orchestra. The three tunes from the February date, Jealous, Dardanella, and A Smile will go a long, long way. And then from the March date, Taboo and Mary Lou. And in the next set, we'll play the balance of that March date. (laughs)
1: I'm jealous of the moon that shines above Because it smiles upon the one I love No, I'm jealous of the birdies in the tree They're always singing sweetest melody No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm jealous of the pretty flowers too The kiss they always get from you I'm jealous of the TikTok on the shelf In fact, I'm even getting jealous of myself search of love, I sought it too, and I met you, but when it seemed that I found love, you passed me by, now I wonder why, taboo, taboo, it seems my life is just taboo, for you're my desire, you set me on fire, but I don't mean a thing to you, taboo, taboo, With love I am forever through Oh, why did I start? It's breaking my heart But still there's nothing I can do I offered my arms, my lips, my heart My love, my life, my all But the best I had to offer you I found was all too small Abu, Abu My love is just taboo You've killed all romance My life is a trance To me romance will be taboo
0: some pretty hot jazz on some pretty tepid pop music from 1935, Vic Burton and his orchestra. We started out with Jealous, uh, had been recorded by Jimmy Lunsford and a lot of other bands, I think it went back to the 1920s, tuned by Little Malley and Finch, not a well-known songwriting team at the time. Then we went to Dardanella, as I said, by... Uh, Lou Fisher. Uh, both of those featured some excellent clarinet work by Maddie Matlock, as does the next one, which is really the, the prize of the session. A Smile will go a long, long way, uh, with Spencer Clark taking honors also on bass sax. And of course, we're doing this program for uh, Sterling Bowes, and we heard some great lead trumpet and some fine solos for him as well. And not to be overlooked as Al Foster on trombone and Irv Brodsky on piano. That was from the February uh, session of the Vic Burton Band. These recordings were all done for Vocalion, by the way. Then we went to the March session. For March 25th, also for Vocalion, we heard Taboo. Uh, now we are introduced to Chick Bullock and the uh, vocal stylings of Chick Bullock. We heard some very good trombone on there, too. Kind of an atmospheric piece. Before ending up with Mary Lou, which uh, was a kind of a schlocky tune, really. It was a, a just a, a, a pop ballad uh, from an earlier time, from the 20s, I believe, by Abe Lyman, as I said, but enlivened considerably by Matty Matlock's clarinet, in this case, even with the larger band, he got the clarinet solo, and uh, Foster and Sterling bows. But the star of that performance was the leader, Vic Burton, who got to play some drum breaks and some timpani breaks. Even heard Yankee Doodle in there on the timpani in one of the breaks in Mary Lou. So we're going to play the next uh, two tunes, three tunes actually, to round out the March 25th, 1935 session by um, Rick Burton and his orchestra. And a reminder of who's in this band, we have Sterling Bose along with um, Louis King Garcia and Henry Levine on trumpet. Al Foster on trombone. In the uh, sax section, we have Maddie Matlock playing alto and clarinet. Jimmy Granada, I think, played clarinet and alto as well. Pee Wee Russell played tenor and clarinet. We'll hear a Pee Wee Russell solo coming up in a moment. Spencer Clark on bass sax. Uh, Irv Brodsky on piano. Daryl Kalker on guitar. Meryl Klein on bass. And Vic Burton on drums, with Chick Bullock taking the vocals. So our next three tunes, uh, four tunes, nope, three tunes from this session are some interesting pop tunes from an earlier day, or at least one of them is. The first tune uh, happily reminds us that we as a society have come a long way, even if we haven't gotten all the way in terms of, of, of tolerance and respect for other cultures. This tune is called In Winky Blinky Chinatown, and it is composed by, or was composed by, the songwriting team of Jerome and Schwartz, who had a massive hit in 1906 with the tune Chinatown my Chinatown and clearly they were trying to follow up with this song and uh despite the the lyrics which make you cringe they leave no stereotype unturned there's some fantastic playing here we have a great Pee Wee Russell solo as well as some exceptional work by Sterling Bose so you'll hear some fine jazz on here Then we go to the tune called Blue and Broken Hearted by Clark and Leslie. This is a tune that uh, Wild Bill Davison used as a feature in his life. And uh, it uh, gets a a little more of an up-tempo treatment than we're used to hearing it with the Vic Burton band. And then finally, Lonesome and Sorry by Benny Davis and Con Conrad from the early 1920s. And that finishes up our Vic Burton section of the program. And we'll tell you a little bit more about soloists and so forth when we get there then we're going to jump over to another 1935 session this is from january 26th of 1935 um, for i think it was bluebird i'll check that yes it was it was the bluebird recording label and this is the little ramblers uh adrian rollini's little ramblers and an interesting group here we have sterling bows uh, playing the trumpet solos but we also have cliff weston playing trumpet and singing on a few numbers ben pickering is on trombone Sid Stoneburn on clarinet, Freddie Fellensby on tenor sax, Adrian Rollini plays piano on this track, Gene Traxler on bass, uh, and uh, Sammy Weiss on or Weiss, I guess on drums. Ed Kirkaby also sings a vocal on here as well. And this band was taken in large part from the Joe Hames Orchestra of the time, and many of these musicians uh, ended up uh, a few months later as the first Tommy Dorsey band, including Sterling Bose, and we'll hear a little bit of that in a little while. So the tunes we're going to hear to finish off our second set are A Little Bit Independent by Burke and Leslie and You Hit the Spot by Matt Gordon and Harriet Ravel. And all those two tunes are, are, are fairly... Um commonly found in in, uh, jazz and dance band sessions of 1935-36. You can think of Frankie Newton and uh, Fats Waller and uh, quite a few other players who had their turns at these songs. So those are our five tunes for this set. Vic Burton and his orchestra in winky-blinky Chinatown, blue and broken-hearted, lonesome and sorry. And then the Little Ramblers, Adrian Rollini's Little Ramblers, a little bit independent, and you hit the spot.
1: In your talk Nothing like you in Paris or New York You're awfully easy on the eyes Little bit independent when we dance Little bit independent, broad romance Bit of sophistication in your glance And yet you're easy on the eyes Whenever I'm with you alone You weave a magic spell And though it be a danger zone I only know that you're swell Little bit independent with your smile, little bit independent in your style. How can I help but love you all the while when you're so easy on the eye?
2: I had to fall Cause you got so much on the ball Oh, you hit the spot Like the first embrace on the night is tied You hit the spot Like the pipe and slippers by the fireside Matter of fact, we don't know exactly What is this thing you got Oh
0: We have the balance of the vic burton sessions we heard in blinky winky chinatown chink, uh, in blinky winky chinky chinatown we can't miss the stereotype uh, sorry about that but that's uh, the way that song was written and the performers certainly triumphed over the lyrics declaimed dutifully by chick bullock uh an excellent jazz performance so one of the best peewee Russell solos from that period and also some really flashy, virtuosic bass sax material by Spencer Clark. Usually when Adrian Rollini played, he was a, a fine jazz performer and a great soloist, but he didn't play with the uh, technical abandon that Spencer Clark did on that performance. Then we heard Blue and Brokenhearted, uh, some more Spencer Clark on that, but enlivened by eight-bar trades between Pee Wee Russell and Sterling Bowes, a, a remarkably hot performance of a song that's usually done as a ballad. And then uh, Lonesome and Sorry. Uh, we heard some more Pee Wee Russell, three Pee Wee Russell solos in a row, and some especially nice Al Foster on trombone. Then we went to the Little Ramblers from 1935, January. This was a sort of a subset of the Joe Hames band uh, organized around Adrian Rollini, who played piano, and he took. Uh, Quite a good piano solo on uh, one of these. We heard A Little Bit Independent, and you hit the spot. A Little Bit Independent featured a vocal by... Cliff Weston, who was known as Cliff Wetterow, also played trumpet. Uh, And then You Hit the Spot had a vocal, such as it was, by uh, Ed Kirkaby, who was uh, singing under a pseudonym. I think he was singing under the pseudonym of Ted Wallace, although Ted Wallace and Eddie Lloyd were vocal pseudonyms for him. I think the Cliff Weston one was Eddie Lloyd, but there didn't seem to be any consistency there. Uh, Ed Kirkaby was Fats Waller's manager for a while, but he recorded a lot of vocals on... um, California Rambler sides and other sides in the 1920s and 30s as well. So, again, a reminder of the personnel with that band. Other than Cliff Weston, we had Sterling Bowe's on cornet and some good cornet playing there. Ben Pickering was on trombone. Sid Stoneburn did some very good clarinet playing. He was a, a, a good player uh, with Joe Hames and then with Tommy Dorsey's first uh, band, earliest band before he was replaced by first Tommy Mace and then uh, Joe Dixon. Then we had Freddie Fellensby on tenor sax, had some, some, some capable tenor solos there, with Rollini on piano, Gene Traxler on bass, and Sammy Weiss on drums. So we have two more of those uh, uh, Adrian Rolini, Little Ramblers uh, tunes to go for the next set. We have Life Begins at Sweet Sixteen, a tune by Robinson and Mead that had a bit of a, a renaissance in the 1950s, I guess. And then we're going to finish up that session with I'm the Fellow Who Loves You, featuring an excellent Sterling Bose solo and a pretty grim uh, vocal by uh, Ed Kirkaby. That tune was written by uh, Jack Yellen and Ray Henderson. Then we're going to finish up our uh, Sterling Bowes tribute with two sides he recorded very early on in Tommy Dorsey's career. These were done by the Clambake Seven. And, uh, of course, Tommy Dorsey's Clambake Seven was a group that... Uh, existed within the big band. It was a Dixieland combination of eight pieces along with a vocalist. We have Edith Wright singing on this one and uh, usually featured a little bit of hot jazz. In this particular uh, session, I believe this was the first Clambake 7 session done for Victor on December 9th of 1935, maintaining our 1935 theme here. We're going to hear The Music Goes Round and Round by Hodgson and uh, Riley and Farley. Riley and Farley had a a band on 52nd Street, uh, Eddie Riley and Mike Farley, that uh, uh, drove this song into the stratosphere as far as popularity was concerned. And many, many bands recorded this. Then we're going to finish up with, if I had rhythm in my nursery rhymes with it, had quite a cast of composers, um uh, Don Ray, uh, Sammy Kahn, Saul Chaplin, and Jimmy Lunsford, who was the first band to record it. Uh, And we're going to hear Edith Wright singing on both of those. And on The Music Goes Round and Round, we have a little vocal contribution by Tommy Dorsey. And then, uh, around the time of the trombone solo, we actually have a little short vocal uh, interjection by Sterling Bowes, who sang on a number of tracks later on in the decade. So on this band, we have Sterling Bowes on trumpet, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Sid Stoneburn on clarinet, Johnny Van Epps on tenor sax, Dick Jones on piano and arranging, he apparently arranged these two tracks, William Schaffer on guitar, Gene Traxler on bass, and Sammy Weiss on drums, along with Edith Wright. So that is our set uh, to finish off our Sterling Bowes tribute, and we'll be back after that to tell you a little bit more. But we're going to hear from the Little Ramblers, Life Begins at Sweet 16, and I'm the Fellow That Loves You. And then the Tommy Dorsey Clambake 7, the music goes round and round, and If I Had Rhythm in My Nursery Rhymes.
2: OK. okay. ordinary guy, just getting by, but I dare to tell you, I'm the fellow who loves you, you, living on the avenue, among who's who, I don't care, I tell you, I'm the fellow who loves you, your folks have been pillows of society for hundreds of years, my folks were the everyday variety, didn't have a pot to cook and maybe I haven't got a looking still. It gives me the grandest thrill Here's me playing Bill Telling gorgeous you that I'm the fella who loves you
3: for me. Oh, I don't know how to play nothing. Well, I'll show you now. Oh, you blow through here, the music goes down and around, whoa, ho, 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 when it comes out here. Now push the first valve down, the music goes down and around, whoa, ho, 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 when it comes out here. Now push the middle valve down, hear that music go down and around, below, below, feel it, the valve down, hear the music go down and around, whoa-ho-ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho when it comes out here. Hey, Tommy, what's he got there? Well, that's a clarinet, Edith. What's he doing with it? He's trying to show you how the music goes around and around. Oh, he can't show me how the music goes around and around on a straight instrument. Ouch, kick it, Sid, kick it. Boy, he can kick it for my money. And now, we're gonna put on a customer's chorus, and we want you all to join in lightly on this last refrain. Oh, I blow through here, the music goes round and around, whoa, oh, 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 oh. and it comes up there. Now you push the first valve down, the music goes down and around, whoa, oh, 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 oh. and it comes up here. Middle valve down, hear the music go down and around. Below, 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 whoa, 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 Listen to the jazz come out. Push that other valve down, all the music goes round and around. My, my. learn my A, B, C, bring home A's instead of C's, and my ma and dad I'd please if I had rhythm in my nursery rhyme. In the corner on a stool, I'd sit cause I broke a rule, but I'd show them that I'm no fool if I had rhythm in my nursery rhyme. la 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 will not get me far, lately I've been thinking. If I had a little bit of rhythm, I could be a Washington or a Lincoln. Simple Simon at the fair. Met a pieman who was there. About those two guys, I don't care. I need rhythm in my nursery rhyme. (laughs) ¶¶
1: star of Sigma Nu, the bright star of Sigma Nu. Ten thousand brothers wear you, ten thousand others share you. When college days are through, we still will cling to you. Lord,
0: Here we have Sterling Bowes, and that last set was devoted to uh, musicians that he had been playing with with the Joe Hames Orchestra. We started out with Adrian Rolini's um, uh, Little Ramblers, which featured uh, Sterling Bowes and Cliff Weston on... a trumpets, Ben Pickering on trombone, Sid Stoneburn on uh, clarinet and alto, Freddie Fellensby on tenor, Adrian Rollini played piano, Gene Traxler on bass, Sammy Weiss on drums, and Ed Kirkaby sang on both of those recordings we heard, which were Life Begins at Sweet 16 and I'm the Fellow Who Loves You. Then we went to the two Tommy Dorsey Clambake 7 recordings from December of 1935. That was about, uh, only about two weeks after those, uh, uh, Adrian Rolini recordings which were at the end of November 1935 uh, these are all done for Bluebird recordings and the Clambake 7 consisted of Bose and Stoneburn uh, and Waxler uh, Traxler and Weiss along with Edith Wright singing and Tommy Dorsey of course on trombone, Johnny Van Epps on tenor and Dick Jones on piano and arranging, and also William Schaffer on guitar. And we heard the music goes round and round, and if I had rhythm in my nursery rhymes. And we still had a minute or so at the end of that, so I figured we'd throw in one of the Joe Hames Orchestra itself. And this was done in August of 1935. This was right at the time that Joe Hames sold his orchestra to Tommy Dorsey. Tommy Dorsey literally bought uh, the orchestra and made a few personnel changes, and that was the group that made the first Tommy Dorsey uh, band recordings in the fall of 1935. And this was at the very end of uh, Joe Hame's career with this particular band. It was billed as the California Ramblers, and this was uh, recorded for uh, Bluebird also. And it features many of the musicians we just heard. Cliff Weston and Sterling Bowes on trumpets, joined by Andy Ferretti on trumpet. Um... Joe Ortolano and uh, Dave Jacobs on trombone. Nani Bernardi played lead alto and uh, had a beautiful saxophone section solely in this particular tune. He also played a solo. Sid Stoneburn played alto and quite a bit of clarinet. Uh, Clyde Rounds and Johnny Van Epps on tenor. Van Epps played the solo, I believe. We had, uh, in addition to that, um, Mac Cheeks on guitar, Gene Traxler on bass and uh, Paul Mitchell on piano, along with Charlie Bush on drums. And they played a tune called The White Star of Sigma Nu that was credited to someone named Nelson. I think it might have been Ozzy Nelson who wrote that song. And that was a typically hot Joe Hames performance. That was a band that was not terribly successful, but it was very musical and had a lot of great jazz players in it at various times. So I hope you've enjoyed this... unusual focus on one performer with several different bands in one year, 1935, and we heard some excellent trumpet playing by Sterling Bows and quite a lot by musicians associated with Joe Hames and Tommy Dorsey. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're interested enough to check us out again coming up. I may do another Sterling Bows show at some point and some of the recordings he made with big bands. As uh, he had such a peripatetic career, he... uh, played with practically all the white musicians of the 1930s and into the 40s as well. And a little survey of his later work would uh, be very interesting, too. So thank you again, and uh, please consider sponsoring us if you are so inclined. And uh, in any event, keep listening to us. And I hope to meet you again on these airwaves. And until then, I'll see you on the other side.